zeitgeist. What comes to your mind when you hear zeitgeist? Well, my friends, you're just about to find out because you have stumbled onto or entered the door or fallen into or actually maybe came here on purpose, fishing without bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations, where we help people explode into their lives with full impact mindfulness. We're looking for people who want to create their lives rather than find them their old self. We're looking for people who want to enjoy and participate in life, who enjoy traveling down rabbit holes to find out what's there. And today, as always, I'm joined by my good friend, co-host and producer of this program, Mr. Mike. Mr. Mike, when you hear the term zeitgeist, what comes to your mind? I can tell you exactly what came to mind when I first started hearing about the zeitgeist, and I thought it was a uh, character, one of the bad ghosts from uh, Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. Hey, that's a really cool name. There's a lot of really neat German <laughs> German words. Uh, but this one is it's more or less of the defining spirit, uh, the mood of a particular era of time. So could you describe to our audience what maybe there's people from the future or the past listening to this program? Could you describe to someone from the future or the past who is listening to this program what is the zeitgeist? of this particular era. Well, I think the zeitgeist of right now with our COVID-19 worries, it, it is that uncertainty right now and, and what is going to happen next and, and just a response to it. The zeitgeist here from what I'm hearing from both my patients and my friends and generally what I hear out there is an era of uncertainty, an era of uncertainty about the future and also like an aura of boredom and also a particular error in this time as to who can we trust for correct information? Who can we trust for correct information? Can you uh, talk about that a bit, Mike? I know that you and I have discussed this before the show. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we actually put in a clip from last week's episode of, called Bad News uh, when we discuss finding a news source you can trust. And then as I read that and just as it mulled around in my head and, and, and I started looking at the sources that I pull up on a regular basis, I see in my news feed, I kind of went back and questioned in my head. I'm like, wait, how do I discover who's a, who's a trusted source? You know, when I look at these and I actually did find an article that I, I suppose I'll, I'll link on. Uh, actually I do have it on my Twitter as well, but we'll share it over on fishing without bait. That, that breaks that down, right, to what are the six key things to look out for in that trust and, and to make sure you're not sharing bad information. You're not making things worse by sharing just bad and sometimes dangerous information that unfortunately there's so many sources between different levels of government right now, different levels of news, uh, 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 anecdotal stories that you're hearing that you just have to step back and say, where did that come from? Is that just something people are saying because they're scared? Is that just something that's happening that people are saying because there's some kind of agenda one way or another, you know, and not just a sinister agenda that some may think of, but, you know, it could just be financially motivated, politically motivated, just spiritually motivated, uh, you know, emotionally motivated uh, from wherever that source might be. There's always a thought and that says consider the source. Consider the source, and we've talked about this before, Mike, that people generally 
are influenced by the last bit of information they heard, read, or was said to them. And they generally like to pass that on. Did you ever play a game at a party or maybe when you were in school and everyone got into a circle and maybe someone started off by whispering uh, a statement to their friend and then they were supposed to pass that statement around whispering in people's ears. Let's say the, the phrase went, John went out to the woods fishing with his brown dog Rusty. So how do you mean, how do you think that may have been permeated and mangled as it goes around the circle? Well, I think that's the game of telephone and, and just gets, yeah, it gets absolutely warped by the time it gets back around. Sure. So quite often we hear some catchphrases and we want to repeat that as soon as possible without catching the underlying context. Oh, you mean like quotes? Yes. That we like to share and apply to our situation? Yes. <laughs> yes. So we we like to say things that confirm our existing beliefs. We talked about confirmation bias before, where we search out information and pass it on that confirm our existing beliefs. Mm-hmm. So we always want to consider the source, what do I know for sure, and developing a mind of awareness. And there's always been times of uncertainty in the world and with the mass communications. Uh, however, this particular time has its, its own microcosm in time. And actually, Mike, this particular pandemic has been going on for what? I think it's officially been a pandemic as of the uh, early March, maybe late February. Okay, so we're looking we're looking at less than 90 days. We're looking at less than 90 days where the Great Depression had its own particular zeitgeist. The, uh, the, the particular spirit of that time, which was poverty, which was uh, struggling, which was uncertainty and fear. And the Roaring Twenties, let's say the Roaring Twenties, was an era of playfulness, of exuberance, of American expansion, the American spirit. There, there was much optimism and excitement back in the Twenties. So... I don't know whether this particular era has enough legs to really develop that type of zeitgeist. So you're saying this will not extend uh, quite as far as what we saw in the 20s or, you know, it comes to mind, it feels like the Cold War and the, and the, and the feelings around that uh, feels like it's kind of a, a similar thing. Yes. And the further we get from the event, the in the 12-step world, Mike, we talk about people having quick forgetters. Mm-hmm. Having quick forgetters when we get when we get complacent, it's like when we get complacent in a relationship, when we get complacent in a job, when we get complacent with feeding the cat, we get complacent in in, in exercising or anything in our life. Uh, so the idea is is what type of what type of lessons are we going to learn from this? When you talk to people 20 years from now, how are you going to explain? How are you going to explain the feeling? Let's say we're in Pittsburgh, so let's get the feeling of Pittsburgh. Well, if I talked about Pittsburgh, I think it's a, it's a, it's a cautious nature right now. It, it's, a, it's a worried nature. We're not you know, quite in the lockdown. It's not the ghost town that they're seeing in New York City. And I guess I do have the fortune of that comparative nature because we, we've been doing a lot of uh, podcasts and discussions with people in New York City currently. 
but um, it's uh, it, it's 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 cautious, it's scary, it's anxiety ridden, but people are still out driving around in their cars. Yes. So when we talk about quick forgetters, there's a statement and a thought that those who do not uh, remember or study the past are doomed to repeat it. Do you believe that, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, I think I do. Well, nothing ever happens exactly the same. Nothing ever happens exactly the same. In fact, I've been uh, reading quite a bit about the history of the Hittites. I've been reading about how democracy started in Greece and in Athens and how that was a bit perverted. And, uh, but that would be a topic best left to, uh, one of our frequent guests on the show. And that would be professor buzzkill. So that would be, I think that'd be a great topic for us to discuss. Mike have professor buzzkill talk about the zeitgeist of different eras. I think he'd be a wonderful source of information on that. However, we're living right now. We're living right now. And the, era that we're living in, I'd like people to, I'd like to have people contact the show via email at our contact page and let us know what their concept, what their perception of the zeitgeist is. And it might be totally different than, than other people. Could you give me some examples? The feeling from some people that are the, you know, quote, first line workers, whether they be in a grocery store or I guess, especially a grocery store, or department store, or whatever the case may be, is is um, anxiety and fear and and just responding to everybody that's responding around them. Versus, I think somebody who is uh, well enough off and and at least fortunate enough to have the kind of job where they can work from home and they're just kind of sitting around either helping their kids or or they're just sitting around with their spouse. It, it's just a it could be just a a a feeling of cabin fever, right? A feeling of of well, I got a nice little home vacation, I guess, right? And then, yes. and then still others um, who have kids and have to figure out homeschooling now around technology they're maybe not familiar with, if they have the access to the technology at all, is a whole other level of anxiety. I think a real level of anxiety is individuals, families whose businesses have been forced to shut down. Mm-hmm. They've been forced to shut down, and they can't. They can't make a living. Uh, I was listening to a uh, reading this evening by our good friend uh, Liz Victory, and we'll put a link on that to her YouTube channel, where she read a chapter out of uh, George Orwell's 1984. And there was a telling quote in there, Mike, and it said, uh, "Poverty annihilates the future. Annihilates the future." So, do you think that people who have lost their jobs, businesses can't open. Do you think that they're thinking of a future? No, especially even though those that are, you know, working on their retirement and maybe have some savings or watching those kind of fizzle right now. And, and now it's, am I going to get by this to, to even think you're not thinking about the down the road at this point. You're just to have to think about what's next and getting by. Yes. People say, well, what are you going to do when this is over? I'm thinking about how I'm going to feed my family today. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about how I'm going to make the car payment next week. I'm not thinking of running off on vacation, doing those type of things. And our idea is how can we help and support each other? 
How can we help and support each other? I don't think I've ever appreciated cashiers or people who stock shelves because if they wouldn't be there, I couldn't get anything. If the truck drivers wouldn't bring it there, I, I couldn't get I couldn't get what I needed to eat. It gives us a, a whole different perspective. And we, when we talk about taking for granted and we talk about those quick forgetters. So when this is over, Mike, hopefully it ends, uh, what, uh, what, what's going to be some of the memories that carry with you? For me, it, it's going to be a sense of how everything that you relied on or looked forward to could be taken away so easily and so quickly. It can. It can. And again, when we talk about this full impact mindfulness, we talk about dealing with what's right in front of you and avoid time traveling. Well, gee, we used to have it like this. Or when this is over, I'm going to be doing this. So, and again, it's action and effort in the present that make a future possible. You can create your own zeitgeist. You can create your own spirit of your own life. I always said from the beginning when this first started going down over a month ago, okay, stop thinking about why this is happening and if it's the right thing from the top down. This is the situation. What are we going to do about it today? That's correct. And that gets frustrating a little bit, especially as maybe a business owner, maybe as you know somebody else dealing with the world right now because things have changed so rapidly and could still change significantly depending on how things play out. And all you can do is look at what is here, what is the situation now, and what are you going to do about it? Are you okay and you're on unemployment and you're going to ride that out and you're going to take advantage of that to make create something something to maybe create something new? Like one friend of mine who just got into woodworking is now talking about being potentially an entrepreneur in the space. Or are you a business owner who has seen a giant shift on the way the world works and you're looking at how your product and or service now applies in that new world, if at all? And what are you going to do about that? Uh, uh, you know, or, you know, are you going to consider maybe treating your teacher a little nicer after homeschooling your kids for the last month, next few months, whatever the case may be? Yes. So you've heard the quote out of a famous novel that said, these are the times that try men's souls. And we often talk about defining moments in life. These are moments that define your life. These moments define your values and your choices and your non-negotiables. Mike, when you think of a hero, I know that you're into superheroes, so am I. When you think of a hero, what do you think of? Somebody who acts in a selfless way. Yes. And however, unlike the unlike the movies and the comic books and the videos, heroes don't walk around doing magnificent works every day. Okay? It's opportunities that make heroes. It's opportunity and opportunity and preparation make heroes. Opportunity and preparation. It's your ability to remain in the present and use whatever gifts, talents, and abilities you have in a certain situation to deal with it. Yep. And that and that means, Mike, that means overcoming one of the topics that we discuss frequently on this show. Fear. 
Yes, absolutely fear. So fear definitely permeates through people's lives. I think this might be one of the zeitgeist of this particular era. However, when the dark begins to speak to you, seek the light. Seek the light. When you face the sun, when you face the sun, the shadows can only be behind you. They can only be behind you. So my suggestion is, is to be with good people. If you want to be a better person, then be with better people. If you want to be smarter, hang out with smarter people. Choose your company. This is a great opportunity for individuals to practice those holistic wellness methods we talk about. Treating yourself like a flower, the water, taking care of your physical body, the sun, the spiritual connection with something, and the soil, the people, places, and things that you surround yourself with. And of course, Mike, that always involves choice. And again, before we end the show, I'd like to challenge everyone out there to contact contact us either through Twitter or contact us through email on the show, the contact page, and let us know what your zeitgeist is in this particular era. And as always, we give you a free prescription. Fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself. Do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself and forgive another. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste, my friends. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.